Yo, Cruz, do me a favor. Turn me up a little bit. <laughs> Ooh! Ah! Let's go! Hello. 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 <laughs> and that's Hello. the pod, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta leave. Shout out to Dipset. Yeah. Shout out to Dipset. Oh, always, absolutely. Yeah. What should the new national anthem be? Let's be real. Dipset anthem. Dipset anthem. Come 100%. on. One hundred percent. Come on. <laughs> like anything other than that is just silly. Um, in a world of emerging podcasts, two podcasts join forces. Is that what we're doing? We're joining forces. We're fusioning like Dragon Ball Z. E. Yeah, it works. E. No, I think it's fusing. Yeah. Sorry. Fusioning. Listen. All right. So yes, this is the Breaking the Barrier podcast. My name is Todd. He is. Yeah, good. And we have a special guest. I am your mom's favorite. Kenny. Calling in. Yeah. How you doing, Kenny? Yo, I am. I'm surviving, bro. Surviving. Surviving. The, uh, for those who don't know, I got the COVID vaccine yesterday. Yes. Um, Wait. Hold on. We salute that. We salute that on this pod. We salute that. Shout, shout out to the vaccine. Shout out to the vaccine. The pro, and the pro vaxxers. Shout out to the shout out to my godmother who got me in like super quick. She's a doctor, so she pulled some strings to get me quick, and so I could get the vaccine, and so that I can get the the Johnson and Johnson. So it's just one shot, and I'm done. Good. You know, of course, there's like comparisons of like the different vaccines, but to be honest, like. I don't know how you all feel. Well, you probably agree, like, based on that response. But when you get a vaccine, that's already, like, heading toward where you want to go, which is, like, protection and trying to stay safe and healthy, right? So, like, get vaccinated, people. If not for you, for your loved ones who are at high risk. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling, though? You're the first person that I know who actually got the Johnson & Johnson. And I know Will is, Will, you're getting it next week, right? Yes, I did ask her what uh, if it was an April Fool's joke, and she was like, "No." So it's official. <laughs> that would no. be a, that would be a whack joke. <laughs> Wait, no, nah, so. I had the nurse dying on the phone, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're so silly." I was like, "Yo, listen, I just want to make sure because these are very scarce. Like, it's hard to get one." Settle down. You're you're engaged. All right. Let's let's not. All right. Keep your pants. Oh, I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, your voice was very like flirtatious. I didn't like that. You know. What? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flirtation police on the phone. Yeah, 100. When when it comes to you and Anna, for sure. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. So, yo, Kenny. So, yeah, give us like a uh, just a quick rundown of like any symptoms. Is it is it good? Are you are you chill now? You you got it what a couple days ago? So. Yeah, I got it Thursday, and Thursday I was fine. I was all good. And then I woke up Friday, and though I was under the heaviest blanket I have, I was freezing. Oh, you got chills. Yeah, I got chills, Had a ran a high fever, uh, lost my appetite for a good portion of the day. Um, But then towards the end of yesterday, like, my appetite came back, and... Like, I was good. I just kept the fever part. Like, I had a fever all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. 
I'll, I'm better now. Uh, I'm a little achy, but I haven't taken anything since yesterday, so that could be why. Okay, it's not bad. Always make sure that, like, if you're going to get vaccinated, don't go to work the next day. I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, no, I didn't even think about it's that. It's not a good time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably a good call, actually. Yeah, I'm getting mine um, this coming week also. So this is a pod of pro-vaxxers, man. Pro-vaxxers. I mean, that's all vaccines, by the way. Yeah. Yo, that's a fact. Because uh, I know there's a lot of anti-vaccine people even prior to like the COVID vaccine. But I'm for all the shots. Yeah, get it, get it all, man. And I'm a shot taker. And a shot. Caller. Caller. Oh, that's not where we were going? <laughs> no, I think he's like shot maker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I immediately went into... If you call in a shot, you're going to make it. True. Yeah, that's true. So we have to do some like critical thinking <laughs> to get to where we want to get. <laughs> to get to where we want. It, took, it took no critical thinking. I immediately went to Montana. <laughs> Over people's head, like Fraser jokes. I get you. I was. I was. I mean, I was ahead of my time with French. You were there when they booed him out the building, and I was clapping. French Montana. On, yeah. <laughs> Powerhouse won. Uh, he did. Yeah. Breakfast Club anniversary. The oh first year anniversary. Yeah, I miss concerts, man. Like, man, please. And now I need to go to another one because so I had I had a plan for Anna and I to go to uh, Ariana Grande's tour before it shut down. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that would be my last tour before uh, COVID, but oh. it was Tory Lane, so now I'm super sad. Sorry. Yeah, with me. <laughs> what a yeah, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not your girl. And like, and it's Tory Lanez, who's like pretty much condemned from society today. <laughs> right. Oh, so sure. how about we? How about I'm gonna just? I could rewind to Chance, but he's not in the best graces either. Of the people. So I don't know. Oh, Chance. Bad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We almost went to that second chance show. Oh yeah, we would have had he not canceled it. He canceled. He canceled it because his his album Four wasn't doing sales. well. Yeah. 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 Hey, well, you're not doing good with concerts, bro. Bro, and then we were supposed to go to that second one on my birthday because they rescheduled it for the garden. And oh. then he's like, Oh, by the way, we're not doing it anymore because I want to focus on my family. No, you're lying. <laughs> He, he tossed the baby at us. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were so ready to leave that baby. <laughs> we know. Uh, all right. So, yes. Kenny is here. Happy to have him. Let's see. So, Kenny actually just celebrated his 30th birthday. Right? Hey, you know hey, hey this third. is where we uh, insert loud Oh, for sure. Noise. Oh, for sure. Actually, this will be funny yes, if I don't insert anything <laughs> like like, <laughs> li- <laughs> like uh little golf claps right <laughs> right um oh speaking yeah. of golf clap i don't know if we said it on here but uh i almost said rest in peace get well soon uh tiger woods yeah he's um i think he's out the hospital which is good he means a lot he was like holding it down uh in, yeah i ain't, ain't getting no update so you know right so i, I think yeah, he's like they kind of just was like you know what tiger woods he's all right we'll just He's in the hospital, and then okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, he's he's back home, uh, according to PGATour.com. He's back home. Right, yeah. All right, Kenny, for his thirtieth birthday, you you guys saw what 
what would you guys uh, end up watching? Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. All right. I have not seen it. And the both of you have watched it. So walk us through what it's about. What do you think of it? And then I have a follow-up question that I think we could take our conversation. Well, the movie was great. I actually saw it twice because I couldn't wait until we went and saw it for my birthday. Okay. I'm impatient like that. So I, so, um, I so- watched it on I watched it on HBO Max first. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I thought it was great from beginning to end. It's about uh, Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party and how the government governmented and organized his murder. Yeah, I thought it was great, too. And it was like the government governmenting. <sighs> Yet again? Yep. Yet again. All right. Using an informant. Using an informant, and who's uh, yeah. yo, who's uh, starring in this, Kenny? Lakeith Stanfield plays is actually the main the main character, and let me get this guy's name out because I always mess it up. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kaluuya. So it's uh, Get Out again. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much because, because uh, Little Rel Howard. Little Rel's in it too. So yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. The casting, right? I think Will, Will and I, we talked about this like a few times already, but like the casting, like are, are there others who maybe we could kind of bring light to as opposed to like, you know, we're seeing a lot of the same faces in terms sure. of like, yeah, you know, yeah, representation, but I don't know, like it, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Cause I think when you have people like Daniel Kaluuya, right. And his, his breakout was of course, get out. Yeah. That was his kind of skyrocketing movie. And I think you have to just also take the wins as you get them. So once you have that sort of momentum individually, you have to run with it. And then maybe in the process, people like Daniel Kaluuya will kind of open doors for others who will have that. Right. For me, it was more of a Black Panther reunion type thing, because I think Ryan Coogler even produced part of like was part of the production. So of this movie? yeah, so oh. I think, period. I think, pretty much overall, they're all just gonna. It's like the Adam Sandler effect. I'm gonna take care of my peoples. Like I'm gonna make sure my guys. Like I'm gonna just keep making movies with my guys. Uh, and I, I don't. I think it's a double edged sword because you know you keep people employed and it's a good, it's good. Um, but also that that would be like me casting Aquafina in every Asian role that I get if I was a movie director. Like, I get it. Like, we would definitely could use, like, you know, some other voices and other talents. But if I'm making a movie, would I go with someone who I know, one, is going to get butts in the seat and go see it and mm. get support for it? Mm. Or do I take the risk of someone new and then the movie not being as good or not doing what it should do because people are like, I don't even know who that is, so why would I go see it? Like, yeah, but, you see Daniel Kaluuya, you're going to know. You're, like, you're going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the counteracting argument to that is get out itself. Because no one knew who the hell he was. 100%, right? See, like, that that's the thing. So I, mean, I think I think the I think the content of the movie should speak for itself. Over, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go to a movie and the actor be my main focus. The movie itself should be, I, like, I should be talking about the movie. Like, I shouldn't give two shits with Daniel Kaluuya or... <laughs> Uh, David John John David Washington. Like the right. point is that this movie was great. So interesting. Uh, and plus, my my issue is that 
call me a little maybe I'm nitpicking here, but all these English dudes, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like even my man from Snowfall, like all these English dudes out here learning taking accents and like taking roles when we can't go to England and just be like, uh yo, let me uh let me be English real quick. You said Snowfall? Yeah, yeah. so uh what's his name? D- Damon Damon Idris. Damon Idris. Damon, Damon, Damon Idris. Another Idris. Ah, the Idrises. Yeah, yeah the Idrises. Back again. The Idri. He plays a Compton. He plays not Compton. A LA kid um, in Snowfall, drug dealers. Great show. Amazing Great show. show. Um, mm-hmm. But he's from the UK. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So, so my whole thing is like, we couldn't find a kid from LA? Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. Because yeah. I think representation matters. Pit- so here's the deal. So if I'm a kid watching the show, well, you shouldn't be a kid watching that show. But if, no. hypothetically saying, if there's a show based out of L.A. and I'm super hype about it and I'm like, oh, you know, this kid relates to me, he gets it, boom. But then I watch an interview and this kid's from England. It's like, oh, wait. Yeah, I guess like, all right, you brought up Aquafina, right? Because I think when when they have momentum, right? And sometimes you need that trailblazer. So, like, there are two sides to it, as you were saying, Will. Um, there's, like, the side that says, okay, you know, it should be just about the movie. Every movie starts out with a clean slate. And if I like the movie, I like the movie, regardless of who's being who's playing in it. If they're playing in it and I happen to see a bunch of movies that it's the same person who happens to, like, be a part of a great movie, then maybe that's when I start to chalk that person up as, like, a great actor. Right. But outside of that, I'm kind of thinking like all I care about is the movie and its content and how it's um, how it's how it plays out. But on the flip side, what what Kenny was saying, like people are attracted to the names like people are going to say, oh, shit. Danny no, that's Kaluuya. true. I mean, you know what I mean? Look like, at the 90s with Denzel and Wesley Snipes. And, oh, absolutely. Um, Tom Cruise. And I mean, I get it. your box office stars are box office people. Yeah. Um, and and they're gonna get money. Uh, they're you're gonna get butts in the seat. But my thing is, with the frequency of these movies coming out, like Get Out came out in 2017, right, or around that. Yeah. So for four years straight, every black centered movie has had Daniel Kaluuya in it. Pretty <laughs> Yo, facts. <laughs> so my black thing Panther. Is, <laughs> yeah. uh, wasn't he a Queen and Slim? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh Get Out. Uh, this one. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm missing something else. But this dude's been in everything. And, and these are all like straight hits. Like they like right. they, these movies have taken yeah. off. But yeah, I mean for sure he's like he's uh, that name now. Um and you hope like that you kind of just like reach a point where it's just all about whoever is casting it great, just do well and then the movie is good. That's all we care about, right? Um I don't want to make this a whole like I don't want to. I don't want to seem like we're bashing Daniel Kaluuya, or just, you know, what I'm saying, making it seem like he's not. No, no, um, no. He's an incredible he's actor, actor, right? Like, right. Yeah, he's incredible. But he's not the only incredible actor. And my thing, like, go. we didn't go crazy. We didn't go crazy when he was in Kick Ass Two. He was in Kick Ass Two. Exactly. <laughs> he was. He was Black Death. So what's the what's the ending point here? So the the movie itself, you you guys both liked it. Right, Marcel. Great movie. Okay. Great movie. 
I was very angry after it. I was at work when I first saw it. Bro, sitting there very angry. And as you all know, I work at a trucking company. And there's this truck driver, right? He's very pro-Trump. Right? And every time he comes to the window, he's like, he's got like this, like, he's taking his time to be like, hey, while I'm here, while they're like setting him up to go on his run, he like, he goes on this rant about how it just things were great four years ago. Things are about to go to hell now. And we need to get him back. Basically, it's just the rent. Wow. Every time. So after watching that movie, I was very angry. And I was like, bro, please come in the office today. Wow. Because it was like, I was sitting there. I was like, yo, I got time for you today. Today, I got time. Like after watching that movie. That is insane. It's definitely not a movie to be like, you know, if you care a lot about like the black plight and everything, it's not really a movie to watch and then go be around others. (laughs) Question. Yeah. Question. Does it contribute to the black trauma? Great question. So that, that, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, Will. Because after like, even when you're saying like, oh, this made me angry. Um, it's That's an emotion to evoke after a film. And then I think it's done its job if that was its purpose. But is that anger placed in, oh, this is a good movie, boom? Or is it like real life anger where this stuff is still happening, even though we just watched a movie that was placed in like the 70s, the 60s, 70s? The movie was great, but the anger felt afterwards is definitely based off like real life the fact that this is still going on yes after all this time and nothing has changed yeah and joey badass has a short film coming out on netflix about like this groundhog day of him waking up and being like killed by a cop really um yeah and i'm wondering if these films just keep this black trauma going so yeah even i didn't watch queen and slim purposely because just I'm like I'm tired. You, like, you know, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even even with this movie, it was fun because it, it's been a while since I watched a movie like this. But I'm lying. I watched American Skin, which I thought was gonna be different, right? But it wasn't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the you know the ending. <sighs> either way, either way. Um, I, I personally, I think I discussed this before. Mm-hmm. The black trauma is just like, damn, yo, we have. We have more content. Like, can we have more fun content? Can we just, just a little bit? Because it's, I'm seeing it in real life still. And to have to watch it through a movie lens is, is, it's just artistically reminding me of struggle. Yeah. Cause like that, that was one of the things I wanted to get at as a follow up is like, at what point is like enough, enough in terms of like how often the like the black voice is like portrayed in this going through the struggle and just constant adversity is it is it like too much or is it maybe necessary because like you know of course it it speaks to something that's still relevant today um in in different ways right and in some ways in in very similar ways so like you know it's kind of like a weird sort of give and take like do we want to make sure that this is portrayed or is it like too much to the point that it's traumatizing in particular for black people who see this like every day in reality and now in screens no i think 
I think right now is the good time to just be like, enough is enough. Because it's, like you said, it's black trauma. And I think there's, there's a way to tell it. There's a way to tell these stories that doesn't focus on the trauma aspect and the negative. Perfect example is the most recent Biggie doc on Netflix. Okay. There have been millions and millions of Biggie docs that always focus on the drug dealing, the beef with him and Tupac, like, and all the net, like him getting arrested, all the negative. But this most recent Biggie doc, one, they never, they didn't really talk about the beef with him and Tupac. They never talked about him selling drugs too much. It was literally just a celebration of the life of one of hip hop's greatest MCs. Right. Which was like, you didn't fit, like you didn't leave it being like, dag, he not here no more. You, you left it feeling grateful that he was here in the first place. Right. And I think if more actual movies and even documentaries start to take that route, yes, the story needs to be told, but we don't always need to focus on the negative because we get it. Because there's not much that has changed between then and now. So there's no need to keep beating a dead horse, as so, my mom would say. So, so Judas, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah did not do that same thing, I'd imagine. Did it? Did you leave the, uh, watching that with a sense of like hope and just like being grateful? I know? think we could have. I think we could have, but we didn't. I think. I think if it was done in a particular way, yeah, um, we could have. Uh, I think the focus at some point in the movie shifted towards the FBI. Yep. Okay. Uh, because I like toward like in the beginning and the middle, it was it definitely showcased the important how important they were to the community and the 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 role that they were playing and all that stuff. But I think at some point it shifted to the FBI's role. Okay. And it's hard to. It's just hard to be grateful that Fred Hampton was here when you visibly see how he went out. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they go and like they show they don't show the execution, but they, they might as well. Have. I, I almost wonder if I think like just the fact that these continue to, you know, roll out these, these films, these shows that really um, address the black plight. I think it has a lot to do with perhaps like the fact that there's more attention and focus from like other people in particular a certain demo <laughs> a certain demo that maybe has ignored this history for quite some time right and maybe now they're finally pay- paying attention like when i w- when i saw get out and i was in the theater right i turned around packed house and i saw a lot of white people I did. Yeah, it was marketed as a horror film, so you know they they are here for this. They love those. Yeah, but like get them in the seats, and then like right. okay, here's here's a lesson. You know what I mean? Like, but I, but I think yeah. with this movie, it was geared. I only see the black community champion this movie. Right. Um, it's gotten awards by like the Oscars, the cool. That's the nominations are always fun, but I still don't see white people saying, "Oh my God, go out and see this." Like we are still championing the, we're telling our family to go see this. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, it's an uphill battle. The 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 lesson we don't need this lesson. We don't need this. It ain't for us. I know. Yeah. Exactly. 
Right. That's why I'm wondering, like, is it, like, at this point, all that's left for the majority you know, of the you, viewership is, like, trauma. You know what I mean? What like, you need to do is make this a Proud Boy version. Right. And the FBI black. Oh. Yep. Like a, like a Clayton Bigsby sort of. <laughs> yeah, something like you have to switch. You have to, you have Wasn't to switch there a movie the coming out about that? What? Yeah, I think there was a movie coming out where, like, we were the slave owners. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe, to maybe that got shelved. <laughs> shelved. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, honestly, there has to be the roles have to be reversed. So what I would think is you make this movie about the Proud Boys, and then you make the FBI black, and then you hit them at the end with this is a story about boom. Mm-hmm. Like this happened to. This actually happened to a black person. Like at the end, you morph them into black people. And I think that's how you strike people. Once they they empathize and sympathize with the character, mm-hmm. and then you put a real life face to it. That's true. Yeah, they're not out here championing this movie. They so, need to listen. And but, you know, Will, we we've we've talked about I don't know how many like films and shows at this point of the black plight and just the trauma that comes with it. Like yep. even. Even Bridgerton, right? I don't know if you've watched that, any of you. No. Um, no. Yeah, no, no. Don't worry. I heard it was good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's like a layer to it that it basically erases this idea of racism. Like, it's not like the main character, right? The Oh, yeah. The dude yeah. Is, is black. And it's like the, like the Cinderella of early 2000. It's never discussed. Like, for the first, like, maybe few episodes, there are a lot of major characters who are black they're integrated into society but even though that's like you know a big part of it like and what they're trying to portray there's still a point where they eventually address it one of the episodes where they start talking about like oh this is this is a new thing we're finally being accepted right so they still they there's still that element of we're happy to be on the other side but let's not lose sight of the fact that this has been terrible for black people there, there's got to be like a kind of a backdoor sort of approach where maybe you got to avoid it, right? It doesn't have to be so yeah. in your face like Crash. Remember Crash? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so and even mentioning, but even even mentioning uh, things in terms of that, like the Cinderella with Brandy had an Asian prince, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And his parents were John, uh, Jason Alexander, and Whoopi Goldberg. So that's lit. <laughs> so, I mean, you can be that. You can be drastic in that sense of like, oh, it doesn't like just being the person you are matters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you also don't want to run the risk of it acting like it's a villain, right? So you got to find a happy medium. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. Utopia was so successful. Oh my God, what a what an amazing movie! What what movie? Zootopia. 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 Oh, that's um, animated, right? Yeah. It basically tells the same story of how, like, different people, how people are treated different. But everyone loved it because it was about animals. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So you didn't see color. You just saw animals. But the parallels to people of color and black people being viewed as animals or... It's it's evident. Savages. It's super... uh, Savages, yeah. It's super evident. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Zootopia. Yeah. Okay. It's a fantastic movie. Oh yeah, get your get your Disney Plus ad. That's Disney, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, get you that Disney Plus app, serve it up, and mm-hmm. have a good time. All right, cool. So Judas and the Black Messiah, I will watch it for sure. I keep saying Judas and the Black Priest. Judas and the Black Priest. <laughs> you know, Jesus was the original title for that movie was Jesus as my homeboy. Are you being for real? Yeah. Jesus as my homeboy. Jesus is my homeboy. Oh, is my homeboy. It, that was going to be the title. Yeah, because it's supposed to be. Because this movie is apparently from Judas's point of view. Uh, so that's why it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Look at Will with the gem. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that, that that's a cool title, though. Jesus is my homeboy. Well, I mean, this yeah, is like, you know, I, I understand the seriousness of it. So Judas and the Black Messiah. Jesus is my homeboy. No, you, like that would kind of you, change. You know the, the white. You know the whites was not gonna let a movie come out with Jesus in it. That's only black people. Like that. <laughs> that's mainly based around black people. Right. Right. Not. Yeah, right. Not, not my Jesus. <laughs> they wouldn't even give us passion. They wouldn't even give the Jews passion of the Christ. Like you. 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 You couldn't put. But they. But it's okay to use Jesus Christ superstar. Yeah. Seriously. All right. So let's see. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's time. You know, this is your role. You are a uh, view enthusiast, right? You fuck with the view, heavy. It's time to finally put away Megan McCain, yo. <laughs> please. Oh my God. Please. Tom Flynn. First of all, first of all, if, if we're going to go that route, okay. shout out to uh, CBS for getting rid of Sharon Osbourne. Back. Oh, is that official? Yeah. Oh. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone off the top. Um, I'm so happy because... And shout out to Cheryl, what's her name? Cheryl Underwood? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Cheryl Underwood, who was very uh, tamed and controlled in speaking to her that day. Yeah. Uh, because I would have jumped across the chair. Sharon has like a, she has a yeah, racist would, sort of history, um, right? Allegedly, she would call Julie Chen, the original. Uh, oh, here we go. Talk moderator. She would call her uh, chinky eyes or slanted or slant eyes. Um. And she, she called Leah Remini and Holly uh, Holly Robertson Pete uh, ghetto. They talk ghetto. I'm not gonna say I'm surprised. I mean, yeah, me neither. I mean, her her husband's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, right? yeah. Like let's just be clear. And her daughter has been in heat for saying that thing about Mexicans uh, on oh, the View yeah. that one time when, when she, she was like, "Oh, well, who's gonna clean our houses?" Yeah. And she didn't even wait, but she was trying to make another point, like another noble point. But then right. to do that, she like right. bashed like that was when really Trump bad, was like, yeah. "Oh, send all of them back," and she's like, "Well, who's gonna clean our houses?" And she thought she was killing yeah. it too. She thought she was <laughs> killing. <laughs> it. <laughs> she like, thought she was like, "Oh, this will get everybody on my side." Oh God, yeah, that that was bad. But um, Megan McCain, let's take a trip. Let's take a trip. La- March twenty, March twentieth, twenty twenty, I believe. What what happened then? Oh, okay. When she yes. said it's okay to call it the China virus. Yes. Okay. Her history. I think if the left wants to focus on PC labeling this virus, it is a great way to get Trump reelected. I don't have a problem with people calling it whatever they want. It's a deadly virus that did originate in Wuhan. I don't have a problem with it. Oh, good. Meghan McCain doesn't have a problem with it. Listen not to the scores of Asian Americans telling everyone that the term is dangerous and offensive. Instead, gather around and take the word of a wealthy white woman who's dressed like she's about to lay off 47 people over Zoom. And then fast forward to a year later, (laughs) 
I condemn the reprehensible violence and vitriol that has been targeted towards the Asian American community. There is no doubt Donald Trump's racist rhetoric fueled many of these attacks, and I apologize for any past comments that aided that agenda. There were calls to um, for an Asian American host to replace her on The View. Okay? So... <laughs> Her response. We're going to a place where even if people need money, even if people are qualified to get into Ivy Leagues, race and gender is more important than your skill qualifications, the content of your character. It is not what Martin Luther King Jr. preached. I think this is a very, very slippery slope. I was very surprised to hear someone like Tammy Duckworth say something like this. She got a lot of blowback from a lot of people, not just on the right. And I think this is actually just the natural progression of identity politics. And I will say, just to put a cap on this, the View is 25 years old next year. We've only had one Asian American host co-host this show. So does that mean that one of us should be leaving at some point because there's not enough representation? There, we're talking about is identity politics more important than qualifications of a job? And I think that's a question going forward that the progressive left is going to have to reconcile. So basically she's saying that, like, look, I'm understanding, but I'm more qualified than all of y'all. So, like, for... Yeah, what, that's exactly how that came off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so what... what grounds do you stand on to think that an Asian American host should replace me? She's saying that it's uh, the view has been out for, I think, 25 years. We've only had, I think, one Asian American host. And then she was like, does that mean that I should be let go just to make way for the sake of representation? Well, you asked that like in a very sarcastic manner. My answer is yes. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> issue the issue that they do have is that there's two white women on the panel, three white women on the panel. Yeah. Um, a, a black Latina and a or Afro Latina, as she likes to be called, and then a black old lady. Mm -hmm. So there there are some aspects of the communities as a whole in America that are missing. Yeah. So even if you replace one of those white women with an Asian, you might have a different conversation. Exactly. Um, yeah, Kenny, what do you think? If we're going towards this whole representation matters, yes, we have to include everyone. Mm -hmm. We can't just be like, okay, representation matters, but only here. Right. And like talk show hosts, like, no, representation, if it matters, it needs to matter everywhere and every facet of life and every, wherever there's a conversation that needs to be had, some, everyone needs to be represented in that conversation. 100%. Yeah. It, it can't be like with an asterisk. Because, like, no. totally defeats the purpose of it. Quote, so does that mean that one of us should be leaving because there's not enough representation? Is identity politics more important than the qualifications for the job? And I think that's a question going forward that the progressive left is going to have to reconcile. But she doesn't even know what identity politics means. She doesn't even know. And, you know, it's funny. There was, like, a video, like, in response to this, of course, because uh, identity, I mean, not identity, because Twitter is going to, like, Twitter. And mm -hmm, of her qualifications. My father, 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 came from uh three black women oh it was created by three black because one of the black women that were a part of it she went she went ham on uh megan on twitter yesterday okay hold on so here here it is okay. so um barbara smith tweets at her 
Uh, I am one of three black women who coined the term identity politics in the uh, the Combahee River Collective Statement in 1977. Damn. Me Megan McCain does not know what she's talking about. <laughs> what we meant was that black women have the right to determine our own political agendas, period, full stop. Wow. People of all political stripes have distorted identity politics ever since. And why does Megan assume that people of color who, who are women, uh, people of color and women who are not white are by definition less qualified? This is classic white supremacy. Oof. Oh, my gosh. I so, mean, <laughs> she ain't wrong. But, yeah, I mean, yo, Megan McCain, like, I, I don't know, like, how else to splice it, but this is not a, a game you want to play because talk qualifications, you're probably at the lower end of yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, maybe you should have sat out of this one. Yeah, sure. I mean, don't just like follow the trend of like saying that you finally care about like Asian American lives and just disregard everything that you've said beforehand, right? And pretty much everything you still say to this day is is still against factoring in like the lives of people of color and anyone, anyone outside of your own. Just stop with the bullshit. Like this shit is just, I hate when people do that. People just want to say whatever the fuck they want to say. And then when there's like a trend, they want to hop on the, tr the trending train and then just like try to get some like follows, try to get leverage so they can keep moving on, keep making money. I know it's all about money, but we're going to call you out on the shit today. That's the beauty of accountability culture right now. So you're not going to get that off. Not on my watch. No. Yo, quick shout out to everyone who's like been really supporting the Stop Asian Hate movement. There have been a lot of uh, donations, actually, that GoFundMe, they actually did a partnership. They ended up setting up grants that would be sent to different organizations addressing the Asian American issues. No, that's dope. Um, and while we're, while we're on the topic, uh, yeah. I just wanted to implore Asians across the nation and across the damn world to say something like, okay i just like say something okay so i will respond to that but first expound on that what do you mean i mean it in terms of um the support obviously is there right um and i've seen the numerous celebrities i mean people up and down my timeline um they're definitely speaking out and, and posting it and just speaking about it mm -hmm. um but from a personal perspective i had even the asians that i follow or friends with close with they don't they're not really speaking about it. okay and i think it's important for them to be the face of this and not anyone else okay so it's just to those who who haven't spoke up about it yet like you know say something like I, i'm i'm expecting to walk past like establishments and seeing signs you get what i'm saying I, like i went to get a menu yesterday and it's like it's like regular, you know, regular work day. I don't know if if that's, I don't know if I'm expecting too much, um, but I just don't want it to be ignored. Okay. So my response to that, as an Asian American, there are people. There are a lot of people who are really speaking out, but the, the conditions that we're in have far exceeded any voice for us so we don't really have a say even if we're talking people are not fucking hearing us that's the problem but good good that's that's 
but I don't think you die in that hill because, I mean, we're still getting killed by cops. Yes. But if we shut up, like, it's far beyond our scope. But we're not going to stop hashtagging and being a-hole, like, anal about it. My whole point is just, like, if there's a, if I walk past a nail salon, I'm expecting something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe my expectations are too high. I live in a county where there are a lot of like Asian Asian American communities, right? And there mm-hmm. are stores with signs up, you know, uh, not a place for hate, this, things like that. If that's what you're referring to, but at the same time, this is being this is the first time that our experience is being viewed by mainstream or even like glanced at. This is right. the most momentum we've ever had, and like because and the reason is because it's being perceived as something new. This is the first time where it's like, oh shit, like, okay, wow, you you guys have an issue. So like, it's kind of like an emerging sort of topic, even though from my vantage point, it has not been an emerging issue. It's been something that's been going on for quite some time, historically. Well, shit, I mean, again, I can relate because everyone feels like Ferguson is where we started police brutality all of a sudden. But at the end of the day, I just don't want you guys' narrative to be changed by those with a louder voice. Uh, Kenny, what do you think? What do you think? I see. I see what's point because you you kind of want in order for it, like you said, it's emerging. It's new. Like there, it's kind of perceived as emerging and new in mainstream media, but it can it'll come across a lot stronger if more people, no matter how new it is or not new it is, if more people are talking about it, then the more the story gets told and the way it should be told. Because going back to like the black issues, a lot of those stories are told differently in like books than how they actually happened because we were silent for so long and now we're kind of like, nah, that's not how it happened. This is how it really happens. But now there's like a there's a fight because it's like yo but this is what it says over here but now you're telling me something different and to avoid that happening for the asian community i think more people should you know step up and say hey this is what's like you know just use your voice use your platforms if you have them use everything you have to just make sure the story gets told the right way the first time Right. Yeah, you guys are getting murdered in cold blood in the streets. I'm like, I'm, I'm envisioning y'all being out there. Like, there's no reason there shouldn't be an Asian protest the same way there was a Black Lives Matter protest. I'll tell you right now, there are protests going on. The reason why I brought up like the fact that it comes across as like something new when something's new, right? Like when it's perceived as something new. The first step of it is what? Education, right? So you got to learn the history. You got to learn what's going on. It's not something that's going to just happen overnight where we have this huge following. But the movement is ongoing. Like there, I, I can ring off like 10 different organizations that everyone should be focusing on. AAPI, of course. Right? I think people people know about that. But, you know, of course, there are so many different pockets to the Asian American community. So there are, there's like Filipino advocates for justice. There's Asian Americans advancing justice. These are things that are in existence. And it's just now that they're getting the support for the things that they've been doing. So like 
although it's starting to reach a point where mainstream is like paying attention a little bit, we're not nearly where we want to be, of course. But there are protests going on. There are rallies that are happening. Right, right. So when I employ those that are not speaking to speak, it has nothing to do with the people you're talking about. Okay. It has everything to do with those people who are quiet because they're scared. Okay. For those who are scared, I mean, do, do you understand that as as well? <laughs> you mean I don't know? You, you're asking me if I understand that. I'm just saying, like, because, like, that's... I am, as a place of comfort, it is okay for you to be outspoken about outrage. Right. Don't let fear from the people who want you to be scared win. That's my point. Great point. I know what it's like to be scared. Exactly. I know what it's like not to want to drive my car anywhere. Great point. Easier said than done for people. Like you know, that's you. Like that that's that speaks to your character and like your courage, but not everyone is built like that, bro. Historically, we're just now Asian Americans are just now getting some sort of like leverage where, oh, you know what, we will support you. That doesn't mean like it's like we're we're necessarily convinced. <laughs> You know, so like while maybe I am more willing to speak up and say some shit about it, not everyone is like built like that or comfortable because like that's absolutely yeah. fine. My point period was if there's one person that hears me say that and they want to speak up now, that's fine. It doesn't take away the fact that I said it. So I said it and if you're still too scared to say something, fine. No condemnation amongst you. My point is maybe someone needs to hear that so they can say something. That's it. Okay, yes. And, and my follow-up to that would be everyone needs to look around and gravitate toward people who are saying something. On top of that, check in on your Asian friends, your Asian American friends who maybe, maybe they aren't saying something and maybe they're, like, maybe they're in a place mentally uh, where they, they are fearful for their lives. So you don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they're going through. Well, I have an I have an idea of what a lot of them are going through, but like that Same. is not happening. You know, I I've had some people, and I'm 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 appreciative of them for for doing that. But people are not checking in on Asian American homies like that. I'm not saying I'm surprised, but or disappointed, but I'm just saying what the reality is, and that needs to change for sure. Because, like, if, if, if we're going to be, like, strength in numbers, if we're going to be all, all about solidarity, then we really got to be about it. Bro, you're echoing the same sentiments that I say every time a black man shot. Yeah. So, there's nothing. Like, for me, this is deja vu. And that's why I'm helping everywhere I can. But at the end of the day, strength in numbers is only going to come if people want to speak. Exactly. Yeah, this, this definitely is a call to Asian Americans. Hey... Any Asian American listeners who are like tuned in right now? Yes, we hear you. We are with you. You have to like be strong. Like it's bigger than fear. It's it's way bigger than that because you can't live your life in fear because once you do that, then they win, as Will said. So and it won't go away. It won't go away. Like, like this, the this... more you live in fear and not say anything, the worse it's going to get because then the other side is going to be like, oh, OK, they're too afraid to say anything. So. If we're cool with getting away with this, let's take it up a notch and see what else we can do. Exactly. Yes. This is an attack on Asian Americans who should be leading the movement, ultimately. Asian Americans, of course. That That's why Will is, you know, speaking so, like, strongly. Yeah, because we're only going to go as far as you guys go. 100%. Like, just, just, 
Yeah, and 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 like you know, parallel to that, right? Like when we talk about black plight and like wanting to make a positive change in that front, of course, you know, you have to listen to the black experience and really let that lead the movement. In this scenario, like you know, speaking specifically about what's happening right now, they're literally, they're literally going outside and targeting Asian Americans. And it's not even like hidden. You know, U.S. is like dope with the hidden racism, right? They'll do the sneaky shit, microaggressions, all this stuff, and then um, try to get to, you know, their end goal of ultimately oppressing. This is as blatant as ever. If you're walking outside and you're an Asian, you are being fucking targeted. Plain and simple. Like, that's literally what's happening. And they're not even going to fucking hide about it. Like... It's just happening. And that is where the fear comes in for a lot of Asian Americans. I worry about my family members. I worry about that. I worry about like my friends. It's as racist as it gets. And it's like extreme racism and extreme leading to extreme hate crimes. And so I, I understand the fear that comes with it. Like I, I get it. I get it. But we can't. We can't. We have to be smart. Yes. But we also have to be about it. The more we're about it, yes, you know, more numbers will will pile in. It will be strength in numbers, you know, because there are, I truly believe this, there are more good people on this earth than bad people. I mean, yeah, I agree. I just think we get shown the negative part, so that's that's part of that's part of it. So yeah, I think everyone should just uh, remain in solidarity with with as many. Oppression groups as we can. I'll say this final point. Like, yes, stop the hate. Stop violence against elderly Asians and uh, just stop the hate crimes against Asian Americans. At the same time, it's uplift, amplify Asian American voices. If you see one that, that maybe is hesitant to like really use their voice, but of course you want them to be, be on the front lines and really speak their mind because that's how we ultimately get some education on what's going on. Talk to them. Right. And and then also support Asian businesses, not not the ones that necessarily just like have them on like a low minimum wage. Think about that stuff. These are all important things that factor into like how much we value other cultures. Yeah, man. That was a uh, heavy. <laughs> Already. So this this has been the breaking the barrier podcast. <laughs> Is there nothing light on this? Okay, wait, real quick. NBC, you you guys had a convo on anti-Asian racism. You guys didn't have an Asian American like at the table, like shit like that is just that just like contributes had, to the stupidity. They had to find one, bro, but you got to think maybe they had to find one that wanted to be on camera. Hey, I would love to be on camera. I would love to participate in your fucking show. Just saying, it, yo, nah, like that's bullshit. Cause like I know you're kidding. I know you're kidding, but like. Nah, there's so many Asian Americans who are willing to speak. The people who are actually trying to like hear the Asian Americans, they will find them because they're out there. We're out there. Trust me, I know. Yes. I've watched a million documentaries about black people with white people being narrators. Exactly. It's, 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 the whole thing. You, you, listen, you're going to have to get comfortable with this because it's going to keep happening because they're going to want to change the narrative. History is written by the winners. And white people want slavery, so they're going to try to rewrite everything. That's the issue I have. Like, because it's not the have to get comfortable with it. This is not new. This is not new. This is like always been happening. So it's just that 
you know, now that it's mainstream, people can see it and be like, oh, yeah, y'all going to have to like get used to this because this is going to take a while. It has been taking a while, like this whole time. So we're well aware that historically, you know, the, the system that's in place affects everybody. The system being built on like this longstanding culture of white supremacy, right? They want, they want the division of people like you, Will and Kenny, and people like me. They want that. They want they want to try to se- separate us. They want us to like kind of be on some like anti-blackness shit. But we're not gonna let that happen. I mean, they, they've not... been successful for a little while. Well, they... I'm not gonna sit here and act like Asians have been welcoming to me. If if we're gonna make uh like a hierarchy, right? Whose voices are like heard? We're at the lowest end. Nah. Nah. Asian in terms of socially. Bro, y'all get loans to open up businesses. What do you mean? Okay, so uh, that's why you're asking for like a specification. So in America, in America, right? The the this this idea of the model minority has like put us to shit to the point that we're not accepted by anyone. Anyone? Oh, absolutely. Because one, privilege wise, you guys are put ahead of us. Yes. So when it comes to you having plight of a minority. There's resentment in the fact that you guys get more opportunities than we do. Right. That is that is the perception. Now, and yo, Kenny, feel free to like jump in because you know we're we're just having a conversation. But as as that is the perception, that is a false perception because ultimately that is built on the premise that okay, we're we're gonna set it so that it appears that you are you being Asian will be valued more than black people and. That is like part of that anti-blackness that they want to create, that they want to instill in everybody. But y'all are just here for show. Y'all are not going to be used for shit. Yeah, yeah, we're going to limit you as much as possible. Yes, ranking you above black people, but that's just for the sake of us maintaining our white supremacy. And y'all can't do anything about it. Y'all are fucking pawns in our game. The game that is white supremacy. Right, everybody. Everybody's the issue in that game, except for the white people. Right, there's only yeah, there's only one. So like that, and this the is the only difference is one pawn gets a bigger, gets a bigger helping of food than the other. I guess I don't, I don't know. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's at the end of the day, we're all still pawns. We, my point is that the division has been successful because until recently, and this is only my perception as a black man. Okay, now it's like until recently. Okay, minus you and a few other of my friends who are mainly Filipino, I have not seen a large amount of Asians saying, hey, stop killing black people in the street. Mm -hmm. And the issue is now, because at the end of the day, because we've known how it is to be oppressed, there's no issue for black people to jump onto this shit, right? Even with video surfacing that we discussed a couple months ago about like the bigotry amongst even blacks toward Asians and vice versa, right? We had that conversation here. But the, the bottom line is when one group is being oppressed, everyone's going to jump behind because we want everybody to win at the end of the day. Because if some, like, because it shows that there's a, the white supremacy dies a little bit more inside every time. But what I don't, what I don't want to happen is that, okay, everything gets back to regular norm. And now Asians are removed from the minority group again. And look at black people like they ain't shit. That's been my problem. 
totally valid that you bring that up, bro. 100%. And that that's that's exactly the perception that they want you to have. And that does not make it any less valid than anyone else's view, right? So I totally hear you. It goes back to my original point. That is what they want. That is they want they want it to come across that you know, like, okay, you said that we're all pawns, right? But like, oh, is levels to the pawns? Like, we're all pawns. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the the history of anti-blackness is not driven. I think it's important to know what is the root of it, right? Like the root of it is not us. It's not it's not any it's not anyone's but the white man. This is their plot. This is their game plan. Yeah, you right? sound like Fred Hampton. It's hilarious. Because <laughs> in the movie, he's literally talking to Puerto Ricans, yes. uh, uh, black people. And there was another Asian, right? No, no it was our, no, it was the lower class white people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lower class white people. Yeah. Asians for anti-racism. Shout out to them. Follow them on IG. Long and complex history between Asian and black communities. Post-Civil War era, East Asian immigrants benefited off radicalized notions that they were more, quote, obedient and hardworking workers than black slaves. White plantation owners argued that Chinese laborers were more docile and submissive and hardworking, unlike African Americans. Okay, there's been a lot of talk about anti-Asian hate crimes and they're noting that oh you know they're a lot of them are are black right a lot of the suspects a lot of the people who are committing these acts are black so the knee-jerk reaction right for an uneducated person would be to say oh the black people don't fuck with us right the black people just want want us to fucking like rot and they don't give a fuck they're like no better than the white supremacists who are like super racist and want like ultimate superiority but someone who actually knows this shit knows that they are fucking pawns. We're, we'll keep this pawn word because that's what we are. Pawns to a system rooted in white supremacy that ultimately wants that. Why was this person who happens to be black so willing and lacking in hesitance to attack this Asian American? Why? Well, what was his education? Like, how much does he know? How many resources are available to him, right? To right. his community that mm-hmm. lets him be educated enough to a point right. that he knows better of, of like what's actually causing this. When your community is like lacking in resources, of course you're easier to manipulate. Mm-hmm. It's always been that's that's how they perpetrate. That's the status quo. That's just how. They've been able to keep their thumb on people. Exactly. That's why it really does have to be all hands on deck. And that's why, like... Not right. And I don't want our conversation here to be perceived as, like, oh, my God, we're going at it over, oh my like, God. who's more oppressed. Like, what was the thing? The oppression Olympics, right? <laughs> like, we're not... We're, no, we're no. not... No, the, the idea is... The perception that I have... And, right. And the perception that I have... Is ne- like now you and every other listener are aware of the perception that I have, and then your perception is now aware to me and every like every other listener who is of my color. If I'm making sense, you give them to like I think of course. these are the discussions that no one's having. Like 
Asians and blacks aren't sitting down at a table having a conversation. Right. It's 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 a well, I'm gonna support them because I don't like oppression, or I'm not gonna support them because they don't support. You get what I'm saying? It's 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 not happening it's just, enough. Right. It's just not a conversation. I think instead of um them looking at them looking for uh, Asian just one Asian person at a at a table moderated by a white person with like four other white people. Mm-hmm. I think then there needs to be a conversation of, I guess, each oppressed group sitting there. Like we talked about this couple podcasts ago. Yes. The United Nations. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real thing I think needs to happen. But honestly, yeah. this conversation is necessary it and is. it shouldn't stop here. Um, no. And, and yo, and no, to be clear, go, go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was saying, I was agreeing that, like, it shouldn't, this needs to be a continuing conversation. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't help each other, then we're all going to lose. Exactly. And the whites are going to win again. And the funny <laughs> thing is, we don't even want to fucking, like, it's not even like a game we're trying to play. We're not even trying to win. Right. Like, yeah, right. y- y'all can speak to this. Like, it's not about winning. It's just like, we're just trying to live. Like, just trying to live. Just trying That's to live. It. Like, no, no barriers. Yeah, is, that okay? is that okay with you? Yeah. Like, I just want to live. Yeah, no barriers. <laughs> like, what? what is the big deal? So, um, but they, they see it as a game. And, you know, they, they see, like, what's what's to come is, like, them losing. So yeah, you know, I mean, if someone has someone has fed this idea that they'll be eradicated by like twenty thirty or some shit, and now it's like all hands on deck, right? So like, it's like, oh my goodness, I know. Like the the all hands on deck is just so that y'all can like back off us. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all hands on deck. Yeah, it's, again, off. I said this go. We're not looking for revenge. Exactly. Yes, you said this. We're just looking for equality and respect. That's it. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying is, we ain't asked to come here. Right. Well, that's true. We asked to come here. Yeah. We asked to come here. Like, <laughs> all like we did not. We did not <laughs> ask to be here. Oh gosh. No, I was just gonna say y'all decided to have us and uh, keep us, <laughs> and we decided to stay. So guess what? Bernice King, uh, daughter, yeah, yeah. daughter of Do- Dr. King, right? Um, yeah. she daughter of the God King, the God, the God legend. Um, legend. she put out a tweet recently and it was saying that we need to change the, the language of about slavery, right? Black people were not slaves. Black people were enslaved, right? Like, I think that like, that's important to note. Like, cause when, when you label black people, like these are, this is part of like the worldwide education that we need right countrywide first let's let's start with america but calling black people slaves that is that has a different meaning as opposed to black people were enslaved right because black people were enslaved indicates that like okay this was not a black person's doing this was not anyone who like who caused this let's let's point them out definitely this is an example of like the conversation that will and i have like all the time even if it's off air oh yeah it, but most times it's always fun because there's food involved well, no, yeah. <laughs> like, mad as hell over some, like, Korean wings or some shit. Word, but um, it's great. Yeah, no, it, it's a... I'm so glad we had this conversation because what that's exactly what they want, the system. The system yeah, wants Yeah, when, when he says they, he means the, the white supremacists. Yeah. The, the people who created this system 
the founding fathers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 uh, for sure. So, and and you know, the end result is that's not gonna happen. Like y'all are not nope. about to like do that to us. Like nah. we're we're not gonna fucking because like, crazy. Yeah, like we we can have conversations like this. And now we about to come out there and we about to shot cola on y'all. Like, yeah, like I'm about to get dealt with. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. Like this is just a spar game. So when we get into the real fight and we don't mean literal because here we last thing we need is people think we're going to go out and look for like white people. But (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, no, no, we're not going to do that. I mean, but yeah, I think it's just important. But, you know, we're better than that. Right. right exactly right definitely could definitely could but we no. could right. but we better than that exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. anyway yeah. yeah guys so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like it, it's just um I'm, I'm just glad we had like the conversation went there because like this is part of the what needs to happen like continuing to have these conversations um i'm so glad we started it out with judas and the black messiah um you know yeah. like yeah. i think it just kind of meshed well with like the plight and you know how we need to really bring light to these conversations and like mm-hmm. these the, the history behind it that this this has not been just happening it didn't start like will said didn't start in ferguson it didn't start in uh actually before that what was the first one the uh, fruitvale remember fruitvale oh, fruit, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah yeah fruitvale that was like one of the first fruitvale, viral Trayvon. yeah that was like 2012 maybe fruitvale was like yeah, it's around there. It maybe even a little Fruitvale, before. 2009, 2012, something like that. Let me see. So, Another great movie. His name was Oscar Grant, right? Oscar Grant, yes. Yeah, 2009, January 1st, 2009. 2009. We were in high school. Yep. And this was happening when we were in high school. You know what I mean? Like that. Like just put things in perspective. Like yeah. And that's just the first time something went viral about this. Right. Right. But let's not act like it hasn't been happening. We can go to Amadou Diallo. That was early. That was 92, I think. Rodney King was around the same time. Mm-hmm. Listen. And then, shit, this goes further back with even the inter- what was right. it, the internment camps for Japanese Americans yeah. during Civil War One. Yeah. yeah. So, because of Pearl Harbor. So, there's historical it's shit here. Exactly. This is happening. Never, we never dealt with. And and it's just that now, mainstream, it's it's gotten where now we're right. we're in the mainstream and like now we're like okay we're talking about it and we have social media so exactly like, so not what's up? Nothing, it's it's blacks being attacked it's Asians being attacked mm-hmm. and and the spike and and Jewish uh, anti-Semitic shit is crazy exactly yeah so so like there's this you know what is so what would be so powerful for me since we we, we did mention the view briefly yes is if, if i saw somebody sitting on the view every day with a with a hijab on okay why because there's so many little girls that i see in my own city because you know like jersey city's hella diverse so sorry you guys don't live here but um we are spoiled. There Let's be so real. Many. Jersey City is spoiled. <laughs> like we we have like it's really super beautiful. spoiled when it comes to diversity. Yes. Um, and to see, I see so many little girls running around proudly with them on, and then you know, the shit that they deal with in school. I'm sure. Um, I, I would think it's super important just to be able to see somebody, uh, that looks like them. That's why. Shout out to uh the show nine one one Lone Star. They have a main character with one on, and I think it's just dope. Because is, she's super powerful and it's all a good vibe. Is nine one one um uh the one with Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yeah, that's the yes, that's original. Lone yeah. Lone okay. Then Lone Star the spinoff. 
There's a um, spinoff already. Damn. Yeah, that's actually better. And <laughs> that I think that I think is better. But. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, because like, I, of course, you you have to think about that. Like, imagine right after two thousand one, right September eleven. Mm-hmm. Everything that like they were straight up targets on this sort of level, where it's like, oh, you look, you look like mm-hmm. a, you're a terrorist. You know what I mean? Like that. That shit is crazy. Like mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, we're we're all subject to it, and um, that that division that they want within us is that's not going to happen. So, um, just keep continuing to listen to each other, have the conversations, and um, yeah, man, I think that's it. Uh, uh, Kenny, uh, any any final thoughts on this very light uh, light podcast? Yes, I meant to say it earlier, right? Jesse Plemons is a character. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Judas and the Black Messiah, and he was in a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, I personally, I personally think he plays the racist way too well. In my <laughs> own personal opinion, he's great. Yeah, really. Like, don't get me wrong; he's a great actor, but he he plays a racist a little too well for me. <laughs> but he was in um, uh, wasn't he in what was that movie? You know, nah, he was in like he's in other stuff, and like he because he was in Game Night, and Game Night was a great movie. Yes. But just like he's played a racist in a couple things, and just he did a little too good. He was a little too believable. (laughs) Yeah, in my in my personal opinion. Oh gosh. Anyway, all right, yo. So, uh, Kenny, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you. Uh, Again, what's the name of your podcast? And like, plug, 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 plug. Oh, plug, plug. Convos with the mom's favorite. It's available wherever you stream podcasts. Your mom's fave podcast on Instagram, Convos with Your Mom's Favorite. Give us a listen. Will's, I think he's my most, he has the most episodes. Four. You know, you know what I'm saying? I helped intro the first one. Look at, you know what I'm saying? But this is a family get-together, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we vibe. Brotherhood, you know. Yeah, you know. we do. Brotherhood. Yeah, brotherhood. I'm going to have you on episode soon. 100%. 100%. No doubt. Yes. So, um... Yeah, man. Again, th- thanks so much for coming through. Uh, I love you all. And, um, love you too, bro. Yeah, love that you too, is uh, the Breaking the Barrier podcast, and we will be back soon. Next pod, y'all. All right, one.